Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? Hopefully y'all can hear me. Let's just have the conversation. Not every liberal is dumb, not all Republicans are racist. The government wants everybody fighting with their neighbors because they know that if we get along, we'll probably go against them. They can't stop us. Cause we're ready to fight, trying to brainwash us But we won't let freedom die, the whole world's brainwashed Everybody pick a team, start a riot in the streets The whole world's brainwashed Us against them and you against me For those of you keeping track, I did in fact take a shot of tea, a shot of Mountain Dew, a shot of bourbon Cause why not, right? Ah, happy late Thanksgiving, I guess we should start out saying yeah. It's been a while since we've been all together. How was your Thanksgiving, fella? My Thanksgiving was good. Um, you failed at your job again, than... by the way. What's that? You failed at your job again, by the way. Oh. Hey, hit that thing you're supposed to hit. Yeah, I just now got to go and record the first two minutes off Anywho. YouTube later. <laughs> uh, my Thanksgiving was good. I ate way more than I normally do on Thanksgiving because I know I'm headed back into the – I know I've said it before – but it's seriously happening uh, in SNG this week. So I've been living that lie too. I'm like, ah, January rolls. No, I, I've I've got to. My breathing's getting bad again. My weights come back all the way back on. No, I know. Uh, what I'm when saying I go is- to the gym, I've got to lose weight quick because when I go to the gym, I actually hurt the next day. Even 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 no cardio, all my joints and all my my ankles and whatnot. So I I have no choice. At no, but what I've been time. saying is I've been telling myself the same thing. It's like, I'm going to eat like shit right now because it's the holiday season. When January rolls back around, I'm going to get back in shape mm-hmm. because I got three months for my next Sabbath race and all that stuff. But once again, no, I just I, drank I some started sweet it tea, today. So, some Mountain Dew, and some bourbon. So my diet's still shit right I now. I had a shot of coffee with a little heavy whipping cream. That's it. Uh, it's good. Today is happy gotcha day to little Oliver. Oh, so. But- is one year ago today we canceled the show abruptly not not did not come on because uh we had something important to do and um, cancel the show abruptly <laughs> well no <laughs> actually <laughs> that's kind of interesting we did have a cancellation abruptly recently but no, no we actually called off the first. show i should finish say your story first. <clears throat> you got but yeah speaking of canceling a show abruptly no let's give you a chance to finish your story about oliver I was getting... <laughs> Sorry, you got the cough button going, huh? No, you get finished a year ago today. No, so we got him, a, got him a year ago today. Um, he was all over three and a half pounds, and now he's uh, about 20. So uh, we do have an injury that we're working with. But otherwise, I actually did see a funny meme today. It was a, a picture of a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel pup, which he is. And all it said on it was bankruptcy starter pack. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the truth? Uh, yeah, so if you're a member of Patreon, by the way, I don't know if it's... i got to figure out a way to figure out where Patreon members have come from, whether it's this podcast or the other ones. Hold on. Sorry, fighting a cold. Uh, maybe I got the new variant. Who knows? Um, we've, we've picked up some new um, Patreon members, and uh, Gordon and I were doing a new OG5 podcast. What was that, Sunday night? 
Sunday, yeah, Sunday night for you. Indeed. Yeah, we were supposed to do it on Saturday night, but um, the week of Thanksgiving, I went out kayak fishing, got rained on for two hours, and went out the next day, got stuck in the wind, and then had Thanksgiving outside with no jacket. And somewhere along the line, I picked up a head cold where I can't stop sneezing. I, I <clears throat> Sometimes I feel like I'm Ken Kniff from Connecticut when I get that <laughs> weird noise up in my head. But uh, So anyhow, we moved the show till Sunday night. We're right in the middle of a show, and Carrie comes in all freaked out and has something in a towel <sighs> apparently bailey has found a rabbit's nest in the backyard and uh we were doing the podcast and bailey wanted in carry open the door and she wanted out and then she like would refuse to step away from the door she would sit there and go cry carry shut the door and she would sit there and kick on the door carried open the door and she would come in she'd cry and Carrie looked down and she saw what turned out to be a baby bunny. Ruh-roh. Now, when I say baby bunny, it was in between pinky stage and full-fledged hair stage. So it wasn't pink anymore, but its eyes were still closed. Its ears weren't developed fully yet. Um, it just started growing some hair on it. So it wasn't pink, but it, it, it was still closed eye stage. Um, so we had to end the show. So if you guys want to hear all that came to be, head over to Patreon. And if you're already a Patreon member, just check your email or log in. You'll see the OG5 Bunny podcast up. You can listen to that. And it's short and tardy. I think we made it a good 45 minutes for that show. Came to a screeching halt. Um, and if you're not, just head over to d-410.com or whatsinyourhead.com and click on the Patreon link. If you are on a smartphone or an Android device, just because of the way the website's laid out, um, the orange banner will be all at the bottom of the page. If you're on a computer, it'll be on the right-hand side of your screen. Or you can just go to patreon.com and search for Digital 410. Sign up is a dollar a month, uh, $3 a month, whatever. Morgan, I got your stickers on the way. And by the way, I just posted on Patreon. Um, in the process of printing up Morgan, some What's in Your Head stickers. I got some other ones here. And so if you are a Patreon member, all you got to do is um, follow the instructions on Patreon because I'm going to tell you how to do it here because then you'll cheat. Um, and get your free sticker sent over to you. But, Morgan, um, I got you some what's in your head. I'm going to print you up uh, some OG5. Right now, they are gray. It's the same color as my Tundra. The only colors I have right now are gray and, like, the green of my shirt, which I was going to say for the WTSP podcast. But, uh, Morgan, if you want a OD green OG5 sticker, let me know. I got other weird, like, I'd buy combo packs, and I'd get, like, There'd be like fluorescent pink and purple. That's why my digital 410 sticker on my kayak is purple because I knew nobody wanted a fucking Barney purple sticker on their car. What's so wrong I, with purple, man? On your car? You want a Barney purple sticker on your car? I'd stick it on the wife's. I, I kind of like matching the stickers to the color of my paint. And yeah, no, that's... Uh, so that's, that's an option, too. Idea. If you guys are members of Patreon um, and you like have a gunmetal gray or blue... You know, you want a sticker that matches your car. I can do that too. But anyhow, so yeah, <clears throat> so we uh, scooped up the money. It was still breathing. Called around to one of the veterinarians that was still open late. We went and dropped it off, and hope and Crow picked up the next day. Hopefully, it survived. I don't know. Um, but we went out and searched the yard. We found a divot in the yard with some fur and some grass, which looked like a rabbit's nest. I've never seen one personally, but I've seen them on TikTok where people lift up the grass and be bunnies under there. So usually it's like a divot where the they kind of cover them back up. Kind of go under the sod a little. Yeah, that way when the mama's not there, they got protection from the elements. And uh, we looked and looked and didn't see any more bunnies. Um, 
We looked online. We know that most rabbits have between six, eight, sometimes even 12 bunnies. But that was a rather small nest for that many. And we searched the yard and didn't find anything. And we got to think, well, shit, did she eat the other ones? Bailey's got a belly full, full of bunnies. bunnies. There's some alliteration for you. Well, she didn't really eat her dinner. Huh. So anyhow, we we just pretend that she was. Was, there, was her belly full? Did you check and see if she was a we little were, swollen? No, we just pretend she was being lassie and found this wayward bunny and brought it to us, which is why she was actually It's a little so easier peculiar. that way. And so that was Sunday. Monday, we go to work and this, that, and everything. Come home. We let her out. She runs and does her two-foot karate chop on the door. Like, you'll be sitting there watching TV because we have a... Most houses in Florida, you have a uh, slider in your living room, and then the master bedroom has a slider, so you can get to the lanai from either your master bedroom or your living room. And uh, one of our screens has a hole in it. Well, it doesn't really have a hole in it. It's torn across the bottom of the lanai where it's not fastened. And I fixed all the screens but this one because Bailey runs through it, and I'm afraid if I fix it, she's going to run and bounce off of it and hurt herself because since she's been a puppy, it's been like a doggy door. And so she'll haul ass from the yard through the screen and then literally smack, the door with both fingers. You're like, hey! you jump out the like, what the fuck? Because it, like, you know, it sounds like a homeless person smacking in your door. That's how she gets your attention. She knows how to get past those headphones. And uh, No, I'm talking about when I'm in the bedroom watching TV. She'll just run and mm. kick the door. And so we open the slider, and she won't come in. I'm like, what the fuck? Come on. And she starts doing the peculiar nonsense again. And Carrie's like, turn on the light. Make sure there's not a bunny out there. Turn on the light, and lo and behold, on the track... There's another bunny. And this one is ice cold, but not hard. Rigor mortis is not set in. This thing is ice cold, though. It's like, you know, 60 degrees out. This thing's cold. It was dead. So I don't know if there's another nest. I don't know if when she found the original nest, she was taking the bunnies out and playing with them like fucking toys and have them stashed all over the yard. So I picked up this bunny and disposed of it. And then we got out the flashlights and the phone lights and the light lights and we... Did a three-person search party throughout the yard again. We have a fence, so it's not like she's running in the neighbor's yard to get them, and we didn't see any more bunnies. She didn't bring any in today, but she brought us two bunnies in two days. So that's what's going on with that, which sucks. But, you know, hey, when you get a boss in terror, she did kill her first rat before she was one. She'll be two in February. And yeah, now rat she's, so now bunny she's bringing rat, us, not much different. Bringing us bunnies, bringing us bunnies. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I was telling Katina about that, and she goes, "I'm so glad Oliver doesn't do that." I was like, "I'm expecting at least a lizard to show up in the house." By the way, but she, th- but she thinks that they're too quick for him. I said, "Don't nope. be surprised." Yeah, Loki and Pity would bring us lizards all the time. Um, I'm wearing the official Digital Four Ten Suck It Up Buttercup shirt. And Gordon is wearing the official Digital Four Ten Second Amendment shirt. And you can have these shirts and support the podcast all at the same time. Just head over to d-410.com or as previously mentioned in the What's Your Head podcast.com. Find the logo of this shirt and or simply click the merch link and it'll take you over to Teespring or you just go to teespring.com. Search for Digital 410 as always and we have a wide um, variety of shirts. I need to make some new ones. Um, but yeah, you can use the promo code ILISTEN which will basically take away any profits we have. But we're more interested in you getting the word out via our shirts then we are the $4 we make off of each shirt. So if you want to go support the podcast that way. And while you're on there, Miles, get it all the way. YouTube, shirts. Um, YouTube, we're hit, we just hit 524. 
We're well on our way to 1,000. So if you want to go support the podcast, you want to see the video that got me sick being drenched in the kayak in the rain, that's there. Um, the video um, after Thanksgiving where I went out swamp fishing, um, saw some alligators, saw six, a five-and-a-half-pound bowfin, and we caught a bunch of Oscars. Go check that out. That's on YouTube as well. Seems like if somebody's tramping around in a swamp, uh-huh. you'd have at least a frog gig on you. No, I had my clock on me, and um, I don't know if David ha- he usually carries. I, I I always forget to because it's always packed away. But whenever I go out, I I mean to bring my K bar with me, a nice pig sticker. But I, I always forget to. It's usually. Do you guys have away. any wild boar out that way? Yes. Um, the guy I actually went fishing with, um, he uh, he handles wild boar, and eighty three percent of the meat him and his family consumes are hunted and then the store-bought stuff he actually goes there's a place out in uh, alva called kj's where they basically have a relationship with a local slaughterhouse and so when you go there and you buy your steak it's like killed yesterday fresh <laughs> and so you can it's actually not a factory farm no and you and so you can get really good prices as well oh damn it i just forgot i had to i was talking to you about the tag the other day and then i remember what it was called but then i forgot it again the tag the tag that you call like if you have a an alligator eat your dog or something that's kind of protected that you can't just kill but um, like if you're a cattle rancher and a wolf comes and eats your cattle then it's starting you know it becomes a threat then you you can get a tag and kill it legally i forget the hell it's called it starts with a d but anyhow i know in some states it's not even required like coyotes or no, they're varmints out this way. Well, it's it's even though they're um, borderline nuisance, alligators were protected for so long, it's illegal to molest them in any way without a uh, depredation tag. That's the word. Ding, ding, ding. Ah, depredation. Yeah. Now, do you need a depredation tag for um, your big lizard problem? or No, they want us, you don't. But, like, if an alligator eats your, you know, if you have a bunch of property or whatever, and an alligator eats your dog or your chickens or whatever, you can just call and say, hey, I got a nuisance gator, and I'll issue a depredation tag, and you can kill it legally and then consume it. Um, you'll hear uh, there's an episode of Yellowstone where a guy was killing his cattle mm-hmm. and making it look, you know, I think he was like a weed eater with a blade on it to make it look like it was being eaten by wolves. And then he was claiming depredation so that the state would pay him for the lost cattle, kind of like insurance, and it was a fraud. So that's going on. Oh, mm-hmm. do, 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 do. But yeah, no, um, the guy we went fishing with, he um, actually that night he got a call from one of his neighbors that they had some wild boar out there messing up his property. And so he was going to go uh, look into that situation. I'm looking for... Uh, do, do, do. We haven't done one of these in a while. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. Did you say thank you for doing my 50%? Yeah. What did you just do? I washed, dried, and put away your clothes. Well, I took them off the hangers, got them dirty, put them in the hamper. That's my 50%. And this has been the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson. Thought out argument to me. Yeah, I, I dirtied them because I was, you know, working. And uh, there you go. Where's the beat? I don't think you're going to put that down.
Bueller. Bueller. Six minutes, some shady wrong. <laughs> Welcome to an edition of Movie Review 80 Style. This is where we talk about old movies that we currently either rewatched or watched for the first time. And to be quite honest with you, I don't know if I'm old, cynical or what, but I am fucking got an ass full impacted of fucking superhero movies, even though I haven't really seen any of them. And it seems like so many movies now are just regurgitated, flushed out, stolen from Europe, already existing intellectual properties. And so I was just uh, flipping through the old Netflix the other day, and I saw Midnight Run on there. I was like, huh. I've heard a lot of talk about this movie, but I don't know if I've ever seen it. Made in 1988. Are you familiar with Midnight Run, Gordon? I'm not. Uh, check, I, I, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Top critics, 94%. Audience, 87%. Who are the um, noted actors and actresses? Uh, let me pull up another page because um, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't exactly make it super easy. Let me just go to so Google. IMDb? Yeah, let me do that real quick. I pulled up Rotten hey. Tomatoes. but So I started watching Midnight Run. And uh, let's see here. IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, blah, blah, blah. How's that for show prep? Made a whole goddamn... Um, intro for it. Wow, IMDb don't even come up. Let's uh, check out the Netflix intro. Um, not intro, but I don't want to watch Netflix. Um, here we go. Uh, when Eddie McCone, played by Joe... No, that's not... Robert De Niro. Yes, there you go. I don't know why he's saying Joe Pantoliano. Charles Grodin. Mm -hmm. Dennis Farina. Yep. Yepet uh, Cato. Joe... Panatolino? Joey Pants. Joey pa Pantiano. Joey Pants. Yeah, John he plays Aston. the mobster. And there's a there's a good cast. Let's see. Wendy Phillips. Robert Miranda. Bounty hunter Jack Walsh is enlisted by bail bondman Joey Pants. Um, Eddie Moscone to bring accountant Jonathan the Duke Mardukas back to Los Angeles. See, the accountant had embezzled $15 million from Chicago mob boss Jimmy Serino who is played by the guy who played the jewel, the jeweler on um, Snatched. One, one Dennis Farina. Yeah. He, yes. it, basically, the, after watching this, I realized that his his whole act in Snatched, where he's on the phone from New York. It's probably this, right? Is exactly. That's basically what he did in three quarters of this movie. He's on the phone. He's or telling people to kill people. And at the very end, he gets on a plane and flies out. Kind of very, like, when they made Snatch. Almost like, hey, like it was a nod to this yeah, movie, like, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Accountant embezzled 15 from Jimmy Serino. Before skipping on the $450,000 bail Moscone had posted for him. Walsh must bring Mardukas back within five days or Moscone uh, defaults. Moscone says the job is easy. It's a midnight run. But Walsh demands $100,000. Walsh is then approached by the FBI agent, Alonzo Morrissey, and hijinks ensues. Um, the accountant, if you're in your 40s, you probably know him best from being the playing the dad on the kids' movie, um, Beethoven, with the, with the St. Bernard. That's where I recognize him from. But this is kind of like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles meets a mobster movie. It's a comedy. Mm -hmm. It's a comedy, but not to give anything away. It was from 1988. He goes to put him on the plane, 
The, I don't think it's worried about spoilers. He goes to put him on the plane. The Duke's like, oh, I can't fly. He makes a big scene and get kicked off the plane. So now they hop on a train. And, of course, there's a bunch of B stories. There's a, there's a mole working for the Bales bondman who leaks information to the, um, the mobster. There's a mole working to the mobster who leaks information to the FBI. So now you got three different parties. And then there's another Bales bondman who's brought in by the Bales bond agent because he thinks Walsh is messing everything up. And so you basically have four different groups of people trying to bring us one person to L.A. or arrest him or kill him, depending on what side you're on. But they start out trying planes, the trains, the car road trips. And it's just it's funny ass movie. Um, it's it was it was so enjoyable to watch something back then. No cell phones to spoil a plot. No Google Maps. It's just like basic comedy. You're on the road. It's just a road trip movie mixed with a good comedy mixed with mobster stuff, and it's a damn good damn good movie. Speaking of comedy, and it's a young De Niro. Um, yes, it is. We, we think we think of De Niro as you know the mobster, the serious mobster movies. And if you if you hadn't seen Midnight Run and you only knew De Niro from his more serious roles, you might think that De Niro really didn't do any comedies until he started dicking around with Meet the Fockers. But no, Midnight Run, he shows his comedic chops, and there are a lot of good jokes in this. There's a lot of good bits in this. A lot of nice. 1980s humor before everybody was all woke <laughs> it's just a damn good movie so if you want a nice movie to watch on netflix um if you're a young cat who now thinks the 80s are cool you want to see what the 80s were like in the 80s without trying to be 80s and that's the thing too this movie wasn't overly 1980s it's not like you know you're watching a miami vice episode or you're watching you know some teeny did it have the movie. 80s soundtrack though it had a little bit of the eighties soundtrack, but it had your nineteen eighties car chases, a lot of helicopters. <laughs> you know, you mean when they actually did real car stunts and real car stunts, fucking real helicopter stunts, where helicopters like flying under bridges and then like over the roads down along the the ocean and flying past mountains. Um, but once again, ninety four percent with the top critics, eighty seven percent with the audience. Um, let's see, uh, performance in the mirror made entertaining. Check it out, Midnight Run. Um, you you you'll also you'll see a lot of influence of what you know, future influence that this movie may have created in the genre of Hollywood and comedies. But uh, yeah, definitely check it out. You'll be happy you did. Speaking of comedy, uh-huh. so they had opened a new Chick Fil A near us, and I had never had a breakfast. I was leaving the gym, so I figured, what the hell? I'll just put all that weight back on that I all those <laughs> calories back on and. It went in next to a place that's been there a long time called the Parkway Tavern. Me thinks that the Parkway Tavern wasn't big, really hip on them moving in because, and I did send you a picture of this, mm-hmm. and it says basically drink more beer with a chicken. I, yeah, I saw that online too. So I, oh, did somebody post it online? Uh, I think so. Maybe it was on TikTok. But uh, I, uh, I was having fun with the uh, humorless fast food workers out there today. <laughs> Said it brought that sign up, and the first girl completely ignored me. And the other one, the guy who, because evidently a credit card guy had to take my credit card, hmm. he said, yeah, they're stealing our stuff. I said, well, clearly you don't get it. Number one, you work for a highly Christian organization who probably doesn't 
look kindly on drinking. Uh, depends on which. Well, yeah, Christians, yeah. I guess. And number two, it's just fucking funny. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I, I thought that was that was a good uh, good shot. And I don't think you can own a copyright on two words out of a phrase. Well, it's how it was spelled, how it was written, but instead of cows, it was chickens. Mm-hmm. That's that's the funny. But funny what part I'm saying is they 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 can own a patent on dr- eat more chicken, but they you know, and they can own a patent on the font. Once again, I knew a guy who does digital imaging. He has um, published in Mad Magazine. He started making Burrito Life stickers mm-hmm. in the same font as Salt Life. Who knew that Salt Life is Sue happy and they hit him with a cease and desist, telling him that he couldn't sell these Burrito Life stickers, so he simply gave them away. Because <laughs> there's nothing saying you cannot not make a profit off of them. You just can't make a profit off somebody else's intellectual properties. So, that, you know, depending on the font, they could potentially get a cease and desist on that. But uh, Well, I'm looking at the difference between the fonts right now, and it looks like the um, Chick-fil-A font has a little more drippy paint. Mm-hmm. Than this one, so I think they will um, escape it quite, quite well. Do you enjoy a store, a restaurant purchased hot dog? <sighs> Two places. Okay. One, there's a place that was opened up called Freddy's, and Freddy's is out of Wisconsin, mm-hmm. so I could get some good cheese curds. But they also have a Chicago dog made with the real Vienna Chicago hot dog. So Do you know what brand hot good. dog that is? Huh? Do you know what brand hot dog it is? Vienna. It's with the big yellow V. How do you pronounce? Is it Salines? S-A-H-L-E-N-S? I have no idea. Salines? Google it. You may have seen the Saline hot dogs, I think it is. I would say that I like um, their wiener schnitzel, but they're just too fucking pricey. You ever had a Nathan's famous hot dog? As in Nathan's World Famous from New York with the hot dog eating contest they do every year? I'm going to do something horrible and ask you to spell that again, Celine's. S-A-H-L-E-N apostrophe S. There it is. Oh, there's one here. That's the brand. We have a Salines uh, since 1869. The family owned and operated Salon, I'm going to say is how I pronounce it, packing company has produced premium, high-quality meat for our family and local customers. I first became aware of that brand hot dog at Matt's Red Hots, which is down the street from K-Rock, but I'll get to them in a minute. Uh, We had a Nathan's Famous Hot Dog open up in Fort Myers. Then we had one open up in Cape Coral, and then they had a sign where they're going to break the ground on another one in Cape Coral. Mm-hmm. And Sariana would go there, and their hot dogs didn't look anything special. They just looked like hot dogs. They weren't grilled. They weren't. They looked, and they were. I think heated on a roller, but they just look like your regular run-of-the-mill hot dog you can make at home. So I never got one. I'd get the fish sandwiches or the hamburger, whatever. And Carrie would get their. Coney dog would never be super excited about it. The Fort Myers location closed down. And then um, this came out on the news the other day. Dateline, Cape Coral, Florida. Fans of the iconic New York hot dog purveyor, Nathan's famous hot dog, will no longer be able to head to Southwest Florida restaurant to get their fix. 
One can make the argument, if the store closed down, no one was going there to get their fix. Representative of the mm-hmm. restaurants confirmed that the owner of the Cape Coral location on Del Prado Boulevard decided to close down this month. Plans for another restaurant had been advertised at the shopping center under the construction on Pine Island Road that has also been canceled, according to the uh, chain's representative. The second location on Cleveland Avenue, just past Edison Mall, was closed last year and has since been replaced by a taco restaurant. Nathan's fans can get hot dogs. At- Their hot dogs sucked. I'm sorry. We have, a, we have a shit ton of New Yorkers down here. Yeah, Nathan's aren't that good. They're usually skinless, too. I was going to say, we have a shit ton of New Yorkers down here. That's the only reason why they open them up, and they don't even go. The reason why Nathan's world-famous hot dogs are famous in New York is because people associate them with the ambiance of being in fucking New York, right? Yeah. So what, where does the Salins uh, dogs come into play? Well, Salins, I first was introduced to at Matt's Red Hot, and how they would cook them is they would cook them on an open grill, open fire grill. Mm-hmm. And then they would actually poke the skin with the um, their flippers to, to make them charred inside. And I found those at Publix. Mm-hmm. I was like, sweet. Yes, they do, actually. And they carry them at Sam's. Well, here's what you do. How do you cook your hot dogs at home? A lot of people just boil them in water. How do you cook your hot dogs at home? I will either cook it on a... Sometimes I will boil it in water just to plump it up. Mm-hmm. I could either throw it on a cast iron skillet or out on my smoker. I used to be a boiling hot dog guy, but I used to uh, think I was smart. Instead of boiling them in a pot full of water, I'd boil them in a skillet full of a little bit of water. That way the water doesn't take so long to warm up and you don't take so long to make your hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Until I bought a pack of these hot dogs and it said pan fried hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got out of pan. Probably didn't need to, but just put a little drizzle of uh, olive oil in there just so that the pepper would stick to them. And you get a little crisp on it. And I put them on a low heat so they cook slowly. And I do the same thing Matt Red Hot does. I poke and pop the skin. Otherwise, the skin starts inflating. Mm -hmm. They are the best fucking hot dogs. I have not bought anything. I have not gone back to any other brand. No freaking Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs. No Oscar Myers. No... um, What's the Jewish one? Um, Nathan's. Uh, no, the other, <laughs> the, the other one. Uh, Hebrew National, not their hot mm-hmm. dogs. Tell you what, go to Publix, get these fucking hot dogs, put them in a pan, fry them on a low heat, just so you get little brown marks on them. Put them on a fucking bun with some mustard. And you know what we did last night, Gordon? No. I was you like, I want some hot, hot dogs. Because I like a good hot dog. I said, I want some hot dogs. Carrie's like, get some chili. If you do it right, you can find some Cincinnati chili. She's like, you don't like chili? I said, well, I do, but be honest with you, I don't like the flavor of your, um, what's the big brand, cheap chili in a can? Um, your Hormel. Or I just don't wolf. like the flavor of the Hormels. Like when I go to a place and I get a chili dog, if it has that flavor, it just turns you're, me off. You're looking for that Cincinnati chili flavor. And so I go through and I spot a can of Skyline Chili Chili. So I grabbed some Skyline Chili Chili, and I grabbed some saline hot dogs. And now, the people at Skyline told me the cheese they use is Lando Lake brand cheese. Really? Yes, they go through about 400 pounds a week. <laughs> um, they shred it in-house. Mm-hmm. Now, you can go to Publix, and they have Lando Lake cheese, but it's in the block. And I don't have a right. quality cheese slicer or shredder or... They're like they're like fifteen bucks. 
I don't have grater. a quality <laughs> cheese grater. And so I just buy the craft mild cheddar and use it. But I told Carrie, I'm like, you know, I hate to take money away from the fine people who work at Skyline, but if I can buy a pack of sailing hot dogs and a can of chili and cheese for what it would cost for just one and a half of us to eat at Skyline and save the gas and the toll. Well, don't sleep on – we actually pretty much quit eating pre-shredded cheese because mm -hmm. there is a shit ton of preservatives in there that fuck up the texture and flavor. Yeah, I and, know. Uh, that's What's up, uh, actually one of Katina's jobs as my prep cook is to shred the cheese. Yeah. We go through a lot of cheese, though. The other thing we like to do we is do buy too. rotisserie chicken pre-cooked and then cut it up and then um, boil up some black beans. Um, we did this on accident, and we've not turned back since. Don't buy, don't buy regular black beans in a can. Buy black bean soup. Even if you're going to use it as a black bean. It has so much flavor because of the soup that it's soaking in in that can. It's got so, some onions and other seasoning in it. If it, well, it's it's so liquefied that you're not eating chunks of onion. So we buy black bean soup, boil it up, shred apart that chicken, put it on a tortilla with cheese. Once the black beans are heated up, drop some on there, put it in a skillet, and make some homemade quesadillas. That's some damn good one too. But try those hot dogs. Let me know next episode what you think. And I guarantee you, if you fry pan and this, for those of you listening at home or watching on YouTube or Facebook, try this. This is the hot dog challenge. And email us or send us a this Facebook a, message. This is a white package with a smokehouse on it, right? Um, there's two of them. There's a red package and a black package. And I don't know. The difference is one let, has. Let me share screen. This is one what of I'm them seeing. has 10 less calories than the other. Okay. Um,. When I Googled it, the very second the second image is what we have. Saline original hot dog. Smokehouse, yeah, it's a black package. Yeah, this one's white at Sam's. That's just kind of weird. Um, well, they, is it the one with the red stripe? Uh, it's got red red writing on it. Yeah, I saw, red, I'm uh, seeing that one on Google, too. Um, that's a different package. It's the same company. But if you go to Google... Uh, this they time, don't have it at my local Sam's. Well, that sucks. Uh, I guess I have to keep looking. But anyhow, uh, for those of you who can find it, Order it, try it, and email us. And let me know if you'll ever go back to a normal other brand hot dog ever again. Because I'll tell you what we want. And I've, I've cooked like six of these um, since I've discovered them at Publix. We actually have several hot dog restaurants that I haven't tried here. One is called the Hoyt Doggery. That's down on the strip. And then there's one that I have been to. And I didn't know what to think about it. It was okay. It's called uh, Dirt Dog. <laughs> and it's okay. basically out of L.A., and one of their symbols, I think, is literally shoes hanging from a telephone line. Amazon but, don't uh, have the – they have the different kind, but they don't have the same package that Publix has. And the thing about the ones at Publix is they're super long, right? And so, like, one hot dog is the equivalent of, like, two from Skyline because they're super long. But, yeah, that's enough hot dog talk for one day. <laughs> That is enough. Oh, they got ham too, by the way. Oh yeah. And Polish sausage. Yeah, I just and went to their website, and I'm now regretting my decision. Um, including the foot long, long pork and beef hot dogs. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's what you bought. Yep. So, all right, enough uh, pork talk intro. for the evening. So, what else is going on? I'm trying to find my intro for my next bit, but. Once again, oh, son of a bitch. Why? Uh, I'm always losing shit. I got too many boards here. I found it the other day, but now I got the broken version of it again. <laughs>
Oh, oh well. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this one it? I don't know if you're aware of this, yeah, gunner, but there actually was music recorded before 1989. What is this? You're going to wear this to the show. You're going to wear the shirt of the band you're going to go see. Don't be that guy. And now, to be or not to be that guy. First one on the list for this week's to be or not to be that guy was submitted by Gordon. And that is the chin strap beard guy. Not to be confused with the Amish beard guy, but the chin strap beard guy. Where did you see this guy? It was a, God, it was a, I've seen this guy throughout my life. All the way back uh, to Montana, and this kid really did have, like, the pinstripe all the way around, right? <laughs> but then I was watching 60 Days In, the, the newest season, and a guy had a full beard, but then he just had the chin strap pin right here. <laughs> this guy did not make it out of holding. He went home. Really? And he was a CO. wonder why. <laughs> Somebody messing with him already, or he just say, you know what? He had a mental break. Uh, this newest season I'm watching, pretty much half the people go home early. It is such a difficult place. It's uh, a place in Alabama. Alabama? How and about? It's, uh, it's one of these seasons I haven't watched all the way through, but since day one, put it this way, they actually had a second group of people go in that are all in either We're staring at the top of your head, law by enforcement. The way. And uh, I, know, I know I'm probably giving up some stuff, but I don't care. And uh, needless to say, the thing I'm seeing is it's a leadership problem from the the guy running the place down. Huh. That is my opinion. I don't know how it's going to play out. But a uh, new sheriff wants to figure out what the problem is. I'm like, oh, it's obviously a leadership issue. Yeah, right. First rule of management, everything's your fault. Uh, next on the list, though, to be or not to be that guy, how about the 19-year-old who plays Xbox with 15- and 12-year-olds? Oh, God. To me, that's just a little creepy. That's disgusting guy. I uh-huh. mean, if he is knowingly mm-hmm. playing Xbox with 15 and 16 years or even younger, that's fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you and I have been online, that, but we're always in our own private chat, usually. Well, Carrie and I were talking about this, and when you're in a public chat and you get the what normal people refer to as a squeaker, you, you suffer through the game, and then you quickly back your fucking party off of that server so you guys get away from the squeaker, and then you go find a new one. You sure as shit don't send him a friend request and spend all your fucking no. time or hanging out. Or you mute him for the rest of the said game. I, I can't handle squeakers. I not I haven't turned my Xbox on in three months, but no, I cannot handle squeakers. How about lives and dies by the latest trend guy? You've seen this guy. The guy's rolling around with mullets and pit viper sunglasses on right now. You mean half the YouTube people I follow? Yeah, right. It's absurd. <laughs> yeah, Matt with his fucking mullet. So come on. Well, I, that's all part of the uh, the uh, car thing. And I tell you, that guy's come a long ways. I see so, people uh, driving around fucking pit vipers on, the freaking mullets. Now they're wearing the, um, as we previously said, the hip pack they gonna have a bandolier around their chest. Are they going to have, like, well, the next step would be to the WrestleMania shirts, right? That are ripped up and and uh, you know rotten macho man Start, Randy Savage style. Yeah, starting to see cats rocking the uh, peg leg, peg rolled or tight rolled pants again. Well, the one fad that I hated seeing because I'm sorry, it's just not flattering. On I don't care how skinny the girl is, the high waisted pants. It makes them all look like they got a belly. Makes them all look like they're wearing fucking mom pants. Yeah, acts um, like an expert on any topic of conversation just to fit in. Oh, so this guy, 
this fucking. We, my, I used this to host guy, a show with I this guy. I can't stand, <laughs> especially this guy. Just learned something, and he's an instant expert. Mm-hmm. And he thinks he can settle your hash. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, that's cute. You, you you're gonna learn. Yeah, that guy. And I and I run to these people at different various jobs. I always call it the second year apprentice syndrome. Yeah. It's the most cocky electrician apprentices I've ever met. And I was probably one was a second year apprentice because you think you know it all, but you don't know shit. And you, you're out just trying to bust balls. Um, or you could be at a party or something and you talk about, you know, you're talking to somebody about something maybe semi-obscure that few people are involved with. And somebody may have watched one or two YouTube videos on it. And now they're jumping in. Oh, yeah. What you got to do is this Oh, a guy I know, Narcissistic Ned. <laughs> well, he went out uh, up into the mountains. He, he's from a, he's from the big city. He's a city slicker. Think the movie, think the town mm-hmm. that they're from. Uh, hung out in this little place, little ski town, this summer for his first time. And now he wants to move to the country. Damn. Now yeah, he's dude, an expert. I've been in both. Be quite honest, I'd rather go back to the country right now, but at least I have the experience. Because living in Montana, I've seen a lot of motherfuckers melt down. You know, I, I was out fishing with uh, Dave, not Dave Waterman, but David, lifelong cracker. His family has such long ties to this that the places we were fishing that are now state and city properties used to be owned by his great grandparents as part of their cattle ranches. Can you issue a disclaimer for cracker and the true meaning of cracker? Because a lot of <sighs> people <laughs> may not understand <laughs> the term cracker. I don't think it's offensive. Hi, my name is Tom McDonald. Welcome to the show. If you are easily offended, then you probably should go. Now, let's just go with the dictionary definition of Florida cracker. Cracker meaning. Um, Florida cracker, according to Wikipedia. No, I'm not going to. Florida crackers were colonial area British and American pioneers settled in what is now the United States of Florida. I'm sorry, it's now the U.S. state of Florida. <laughs> you know, the term is also applied to this, the, to their descendants, kind of like how some young ladies refer to themselves as daughters of the revolution. Well, yes. Present day, and their, sub, I'm sorry, their subculture among white Southerners, the first crackers arrived in 1763 after the Spain... Uh, Spain trade Florida to uh, after Spain traded Florida to Great Britain following the later victory over France in the Seven Year War. Through much traditional, basically the the, the phrase "cracker" comes from because these guys are all cattle ranchers. Um, cracker was the sound of the whips that they made when they were driving their cattle. Sound of the the term "cracker" was used during the Elizabethan era to describe braggarts and blowhards. The original root yeah. of this, the original root of this is the middle uh, Middle English word "crack," meaning entertaining conversation. Uh, the, the noun, blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, most people down here will tell you that "cracker" is comes from the use of the bullwhip. I like the blaggart, the braggart, and blowhard. Yeah, I, me too. Because I more, would say narcissistic is technically a cracker. Okay, here we go. The word later associated with the cowboys from Georgia and Florida, many of the descendants of those early colonizers who have migrated south. The folk etymology suggests that the name cracker instead derives from the cracking of cattle drove whips. So that is the folksy version, but the uh, uh, the the original version. But anyhow, this guy is a full-bred cracker. So basically Florida, Florida born redneck <clears throat> white boy. Yeah, and to get back to what we're talking right. about, 
and people who assume their topic, you know, they're experts on topic of something they just got introduced to. I'm out fishing with this guy. This guy hunts hogs. He hunts deers. He does depredation tags and alligators when it's necessary. I have done none of the above. I have fished quite a bit, but nowhere near this guy's life expectancy. If, per se, another person of his ilk was out there with us that day, and David and random person number two were having conversations about hunting hog, deer, alligator, what have you, I sure as shit wouldn't interject and pretend like I knew without, you know, I was an expert on the situation because I had never done any of it other than fishing. But there are people who want to fit in so badly who maybe watched a few videos on YouTube would take up the mantle and act as if they were seasoned hog hunters. And those people drive me nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Here's one that happens to me quite a bit if you're a runner or even a bicyclist, you may run into this. Hey, baby. Walks three abreast down the sidewalk with their dog and don't give you a wide berth even though you're running on the oncoming direction. Now, that's a close cousin to the gaggle of girls in high school that would walk down the corridor five abreast, right? I'm running down a bike trail that's got to be at least six feet wide. Okay. Runs all the way down Del Prado. And I'm running towards these two women and their dog. So you're coming towards face them. to face, right? They're coming towards me, and I didn't come around a corner. I, when I first saw them in my sight, they were a good 200 yards away and slowly made my way towards them as they were making their way towards me. So they had to know I was fucking coming. And by the time I pass them, I'm running on the edge of the sidewalk, damn near stepping in the grass, because, heaven forbid, these two plus their fucking dog, one of them couldn't either speed up or slow down to get in front and or behind the other one to give me a little bit of space. No, instead it was the dog, her, two feet, and the other one, and they did not even budge an inch. And I ran by saying, I'm just one person, like damn near stepping in the grass. And it happens all the time. So... If you didn't give these ladies and their dog a wide berth and you move out of the way, would you have got the, excuse you? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And when I run a McGregor, I, I run into this with people driving golf carts down the running path where I got to walk in the grass, even though they're dri- they're literally driving a vehicle designed to drive in fucking grass. It's a golf cart. <sighs> and that running path is designed for running and bicycles, maybe. This, these are actually sidewalks, and most cops will tell you sidewalks are not meant for bicycles. This is true. I see this all the time out here. I'm like, and I actually ask the guy, why don't you ride on a road? He goes, I don't want to get run over. How about this guy? Goes to the gym, spends more time talking than lifting, but still takes up a station. <sighs> yeah, I, I witnessed that this morning, actually. You um, and I talked about this. two ladies, mm-hmm. more often than not. Or a guy and a so, gal. Maybe or a, guy a, a and a flamboyant girl, or guy. Two guys that are always there all the time. Uh huh. And not only are they taking up a station in they, the forties or fifties. Not only are they always taking up stations, but if they're not taking up a station, they're sitting in the corner. But they got like six different sized dumbbells with them, so that they don't have to walk to the rack to change dumbbells. Which me, I consider that part of the fucking workout. Are we here to work out, or aren't we? But no, heaven forbid you do your your reps with your 25 pounds and walk 20 feet, put it on the rack and grab the 30s. No, you take the 15s, the 25s, the 20, 20s, and the 30s over to your corner. 
And then no one can, then only one other person can use those because there's only two of each set there. It's like, come on. <laughs> Same guy who does multiple laps in the parking lot at the gym to find a place to park up front, mm-hmm. which is also the <laughs> same guy because we got two levels who gets on the elevator to ride the elevator up to the second floor. Yeah. We saw a lady. We were pulling into Publix on the day before Thanksgiving to buy some shopping. Busy, busy day. And there's like a 1982-1983 Stingray sitting in the middle of the parking aisle. Uh, you let's may see. want to check your 19... gears. I don't think they made them after the 70s. Okay, 1978 Stingray. Maybe it's a 78. Yeah. Okay, it was like a 1978 Stingray. Had like purple stripes down the side. Things idling. Blah, 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 Walk by. Oh, well, I was incorrect. What? They got 80 Stingray? Uh, they were produced from 1953 to 1982. Yeah, she had like the 80s one. to present, the 1953 to 1960. It's all over the fucking She had like the 80s ones because it had the real fat fenders, the real up fenders. Yeah. No, not the 83. Among the 83, the 83s, I started flattening them out. Like 1980 Stingray, the big, yeah. And... She's sitting there, blah, 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 and parked in the middle of the aisle, so anybody who wants to back out can't. Carrie and I go in there shopping, come back out, she's still sitting there, blah, 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 and now some other guy's saying, you're still there? What the hell are you doing? And I'm walking by laughing, and she's probably the original owner of this thing. She looks like she's in her late 70s, burning down gas in her V8, blah, 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 blah. I'm waiting 20 minutes for a handicap spot. Mm-hmm. Now, me being a cynical fuck that I am, I look at Carrie and said, she's been sitting out here for 20 minutes. How handicapped can she be when she can still drive a standard <laughs> V8 Corvette? I mean, if you can still push in a clutch, hit the gas, work the brakes with both your legs, you can probably... Probably walk a few yards from the parking lot yeah. to the front door of Publix. If you're really handicapped, you'd be driving a fucking brand new Kia like half the other old squares. But no, you're still driving your 1980 Stingray with your V8, and your clutch is probably well worn. You got to push halfway to the fucking dashboard. All right. Well, I'm going to now correct my correction. It was actually the Corvette that's made all those years. The Stingray was made from 1963 to 1967. Well, I'm looking at the images of 1989 to 76. After 76, it wasn't in production again until 2014. Really? Because I'm looking at 1980s. Uh, well, that's Chevy. just your regular vet. Okay. Well, it looked like a stingray, but anyhow. Yeah. So, anywho. But um, she wasn't on my list. She just reminded me of him. Um, oh, this guy. Don't be that guy who corrects you with facts and then thinks he's wrong about his facts and then recorrects his correction. Conversates with the cashier for 10 minutes, even though there's a line of people behind them at the gas station or convenience store. I don't know what's worse. The person conversating with the cashier, or the cashier holding on the conversation, even though she sees the p- fucking line of people out the goddamn door. Number one, that's the cashier's fault. Number two, that person is also related to the lady or guy who gets in their car, goes to back up, and then sits there for five fucking minutes. Mm-hmm. Which... 
brings me to another pet peeve of mine it's don't be this car company gm <laughs> who when you have them lock their doors or get out of their vehicle the backup lights are on so you think somebody's going to back <laughs> up in reality they had walked away from their car fucking stupid and they are a far distant cousin from these spins forever trying to decide which lottery ticket to buy as if they don't buy them every other day because they're degenerate gamblers I hate the lottery fucking line at the gas station. God, I remember in Ohio needing to being in a fucking hurry and I had to stop at a gas station and get some fuel and run in to pay and scratching off the scratch offs right there after they bought it. Scratching, scratching, scratching. It's like, uh, do we give a shit about the CEO of Twitter stepping now? No. Okay, we'll go ahead and discard that story. How about the story about uh, Putin dry, drawing a line in the sand over Ukraine? Doesn't surprise me. They did it back during the Obama administration. No one smacked their pee pee. And so now they got what, 11, they got 100,000 troops? Or no, how many? They got like a large number of troops sitting off the border of Ukraine right now. Let me see. I want to say 100,000. That sounds Putin like a lot. warns West Moscow has red line. Oh boy. About U- Ukraine and NATO. So basically. <clears throat> Vladimir Putin is uh, warning uh, NATO against develop- deploying its troops. So for those uh, you playing at home, to the Ukraine to help out. We got Russian Same- Russia threatening the UN over Ukraine. Mm-hmm. We got China doing war games with mock-up American naval ships. Well, they also flew twenty-seven aircraft over um, Taiwan this weekend, and Taiwan deployed their F-16s to follow them out. Yeah. So uh, all we need is that Franz Ferdinand moment, and mm-hmm. this shit's going to go sideways. And Israel and Iran are starting to get iffy with each other again. Well, Iran's saying it's sixty days away from uh, weapons-grade nukes. Yeah, so, fun. Yeah. Republican Congresswoman from South Zionist off the face of the earth. Yeah. Republican Congresswoman from South Carolina says President Biden's Build Back Better plan includes eighty billion dollars in funding to hire some eighty-nine. Thousand more IRS agents. I saw that and my heart sank. How? Okay. Oh. 87,000 or 85,000? Thousand? That's a lot of motherfuckers. Well, so why do we need these motherfuckers? Math. Yeah. How much are these fuckers? Math. How many is that per state? Well, not only that, but if there's $80 billion in funding to hire 89,000, how much are these fuckers getting paid a year? <laughs> so, so we'll say it's 89,000. I think it's a little high, but only a couple thousand off. I don't care. Out of 50 states, 1,780 IRS agents. Now, why state. could you possibly need 80,000 more IRS agents on top of the ones we already have? Well, they will be tasked with, quote, spying on American bank accounts like socialist countries do all around the world. According to Republican Nancy Mark, South Carolina, uh, reacted in the appearance on Fox News Channel Sunday Morning Futures to the highly contested IRS funding stipulations added to the Build Back Better plan. They're, they're assuming this is going to pass? I think it already did pass. Mm, it passed Congress. It hasn't passed Senate. Okay. They got two uh, Democrats that are not on board currently. Good. Uh, for those you don't know, it's wrong. $80 billion for 89,000 more agents to spy on our bank accounts. For those you don't know, part of the Build Back Better plan is Biden's administration. Biden don't want to. He don't know what the fuck's going on. He just wants to eat his fucking jello and shit cream. his pants. But he does what they tell him. Somebody who's controlling the Biden administration, writing up all this bullshit, they think it's um, people are not paying their fair share. And so once your bank account exceeds the extraordinary sum of $600, $600 <laughs> 
the IRS is going to start auditing your bank account and your spending to make sure that they are aware of everything you're buying once you exceed $600. Now, about a month ago, I heard that provision went away and it went back up to 10000 which is what it's been at. Let's see if it says anything in here. It's wrong. Uh, $80 billion for 89,000 agents who spy on our bank accounts, this is America, Macy Representative Low County Regents said. This ki- this kind of thing has been tried in socialist counties, countries elsewhere. It does not work. And the fact that we're going to continue to do this rather than to reform our tax policy to make more friendly and easier to use, either a flat, a flat tax, tax or a consumption tax, we're going to hire all these agents to spy on our bank accounts. This is un-American. Quote, Republicans have a lot to run on next year, but the problem is going to be how do we reserve the how do we reverse this bad policy if it goes through and gets passed, she added. The Build Back Better Act, that's a mouthful, is an invest in the IRS to include eighty billion to hire some eighty seven thousand more IRS agents. Really? Because at the top of your article you said eighty nine thousand. So which one is it, Fox News? Uh, which would result They're in just estim- as bad as the other ones. Which is estimated at one point I mean, come on. Uh, this is three paragraphs down. So you said 89,000 in the opening paragraph. You said 89,000 in the third paragraph. But by the fifth paragraph, now we're down to 87,000. So we lost 3,000 IRS agents somewhere. Uh, result in an estimated 1.2 million additional audits each year. Nearly half of these audits would ones. impact families earning less than $75,000 a year. One quarter of the audits would affect Americans earning 25000 or more a year. That's interesting. So that's something we have to look forward to. I don't know. It's like with all the shit we have going on, inflation, this is this is what they want it. Well, I'm not surprised. They've been wanting socialist well, shit. This is, look, they've got one go, and it's until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. They are doing a full court press. Uh, I don't think they're going to get Manchin on board. It's going to take a lot. He's a... Uh, He's a, a coal state guy. He's from West Virginia, so he wants to keep those guys happy. Thank God he's moderate. Then you've got, uh, what's her name from Arizona? Uh, she was accosted in the bathroom by by people wanting her to vote for it and not, not you know. That's insane. So I want to thank you guys for nuts, spreading the man. word. Our uh, ratings have gone up over the last month. That's um, good. It's clearly not through advertising because we don't fucking do that. <laughs> so clearly, uh, you guys are oh, spreading the word. This is brought to you by Act. Well, Act Computers advertises, but we don't advertise. <laughs> Act Computers providing IT solutions for all of Southwest Florida since 2004. So give them a call if you need help with anything tech related. Two three nine two eight three eleven twenty. If you have a computer that's not that old but it's driving you nuts, we have had great success with upgrading people to solid-state drives. We just copy your hard drive in its existing format to a new solid-state drive, and that computer that used to take five minutes to boot will now boot as fast as your cell phone. Believe it or not, it is true. Um, So give them a call, 239-283-1120. But here's a fun one. I actually saw this one in New York Post, and this isn't politics. I guess I might as well get this out of the way early, though. Um, cause this is gonna base with the people who complain about stuff. Hi, my name is Tom McDonald. Welcome to the show. If you are easily offended, then you probably should go. Generation Z makes up 25% of the workplace, but does most of the complaining, headline says. Imagine that. <laughs> the oldest members of Generation Z turned 25 this year. And they're currently make up one quarter of the United States workforce. And they also gaining a reputation for generating quote, the majority of workplace complaints. Settle down, Sally. It's work. 
It is a source of growing frustration among many of my fellow human resource profession professionals this that the youngest people Imagine in offices a human resources person in this day and age. Yep. Ugh. It is a source of growing frustration among many my fellow human resource professionals that the youngest people in the offices tend to bring grievances, grievances, that's the bourbon speaking, and misunderstandings no matter how minor the infraction may be. One HR director recently told me, quote, we stopped offering free soda and you would think we imposed a pay cut. The complaints from one junior staff HR were unreal. They acted more entitled than anyone else. Imagine that. Another executive said, "You know what generation you blame for this, by the way? Um, not Ours. yours, but Big Lisa. <laughs> well, no, we're same generation X. Yeah, our generation, yours and mine. Yeah. yeah, because we decided to be helicopter parents because we were all locked in our. We all went home alone. Mm-hmm. Latchkey kids. And then what happens? The pendulum swings back the other way. Yep. And uh, yeah, we get this. Well, I mean, you know." It's the way it always but, works, But though. fortunately... I mean, look at the kids. I proudly say I did not contribute to it. <laughs> well, that's the way it always... all I got is animals. And that's the way it always works. I mean, the hippies were the children of the greatest generation who fought in World War II. When you have an entire generation of men and women serve in the military, they're going to be, you know, lockstep taskmasters and, and disciplinarians. The and their kids rebelled by being hippies and growing out their hair. The children of the hippies swung the other way. They became the yuppies in the 80s and the Republicans. And then their children swung the other way and started doing the the you know grunge and the goth in the 90s. And then here we are. Anyhow, back to the story. Another HR executive shared, we had an employee who wasn't performing well and was given a performance improvement plan. That's mighty Uh-oh. nice of them. The next day, I got a call from reception that the employee's mother was there to see HR. You know, this is not the first time I've heard this. She had brought a binder along with what she felt were performance examples to dispute the company's assessment of her child. Here's a mother who has a long history of doing this with teachers as the child was going through school. This generation, she added, seems to allow parental oversight enablement to a much longer period than previous ones. That's well, that's why they were on the fucking insurance until 26. Mm-hmm. There was a time when millennials were criticized for being too sensitive in the workplace. But the eldest members of Generation Y are now well into adulthood and pushing 40. Old enough to be covered by the age discrimination laws. Millennials still have more in common with their junior counterparts than with the older Generation X crowd. They both grew up with the digital age and are more comfortable with technology and more motivated by work that does social, I'm sorry, societal good. But attitudes involve... As people attitudes evolve as people age, and one thing millennials and Generation X managers share is their frustration with Generation Z workers. And the story goes on and on and on. Do you find yourself in Gen X TikTok? Yeah, um, quite a bit, because um, I'm an old fuck myself. Um, Carrie and I are taking it to the other realm. Uh, we got a, uh, we have a, a meeting scheduled with the school of uh, Nugget. Wanting to know why she's getting A's and B's when uh, she should probably be getting C's and D's. Tech savvy? No, they're just, it's almost like they're just pushing kids along. We want to know why her grades are dictating her performance. Because Carrie's a teacher and she knows what grades mean and she sees the homework being not put in and the 
lack of retention. And we're not doing this to be a dick. We're doing this because she's going to be in high school next year. And we don't want her to be behind because the middle school is just kicking them down, fucking get them good grades that make their school look good. And then when and she ends up in high school. Middle school was the hardest time. Supposed to be. But when she's you kicking know. all A's, B's, and maybe one D and barely doing the work, the question is, what the fuck's going on? How much homework did you do? None. But I had <laughs> C's and D's. And F's. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. Uh, she just passed the test. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's Can't insane. cheat. I'm in the front fucking row in the front fucking seat. <laughs> Which was much. great for tripping teachers, by the way. <laughs> did you ever do that? Stretch your legs out? No. Because did they sit you alphabetical in your seats, too? No, by then it was... Well, some teachers did. Yeah, some teachers did. Speaking of schools, um, what's a more embarrassing title? Getting a free lunch or getting a reduced lunch? <laughs> I was a re reduced lunch kid. When we moved to Ohio, Melody and Dad got me on the reduced lunch plan where we basically paid half of the going rate for lunch. But you couldn't do that in line, so you had to take your weeks or months worth of lunch money in and go get a, a white card. And then you would present that card, which would be punched, and you're on the reduced lunch plan. Now, truthfully, reduced lunch is better than free lunch because at least you're contributing a little bit. But I think the title of reduced lunch sounds reduced worse than free lunch. Connotation. Yeah. Free has a positive connotation he's on reduced lunch what does that mean he gets two percent milk and diets <laughs> no it means he only pays half his lunch yeah and he only gets half his lunch yeah is that what the fat kids get is a reduced lunch uh, that's what the poor kids got now everybody gets free lunch and free breakfast and that's the problem yeah that's and that's another problem why kids are fat because you know we face that problem too where we would have her pack a reasonable lunch and then find out she still looks like she slimmed up a lot. Well, I mean, she, I know and she has, growing, she's growing, but um, this year she's gotten good in sixth grade, though. She pack a lunch, go to school, get the free breakfast, go to lunch, get the free lunch, and then use her lunch she packed as snacks throughout the day because they're allowed so to So she's snack eating like a hobbit, huh? Yeah. You got lunch, you got breakfast, you got post-breakfast, you got pre-lunch, pre you got lunch, you got post-lunch, you got six meals a day. And I, and I get it. The, you know, we often talk about unintended consequences. The idea being there's a lot of poor kids out there who don't eat anything at home, so let's give them free lunches at school. But you have a lot of kids who eat at home, too, and then they eat free lunches and free breakfasts and then three lunches at school. And then we wonder why we have a weight epidemic in this country because after all those school lunches are designed for poor kids who aren't eating and so they're not exactly healthy they're more like stick to the ribs if you know what i mean absolutely absolutely i got a little non-sequitur for you okay remember how last time we were talking about maxwell and how we can maybe related to a maxwell mm -hmm. not sure yep well there's one maxwell i don't want us to be related to maxwell house just lane maxwell mm-hmm now she is a British sociolite, which means there could be some connection there. And I'm wondering with that that crew of fucking idiots and, and sick fucks that she apparently allegedly runs with that she was just called Gislaine. Some Actual. people are the tinfoil hat crew are trying to associate with all these CEOs, including the Twitter CEO, who are stepping down from their positions, maybe 
preemptively stepping down before their names are revealed in court or something. But that's that the whole secret society. That's the tinfoil hat crew. Yeah. I don't think he. I don't think that guy was. Well, maybe well, in the Epstein. later years. No, the fucking CEO of Twitter. He wouldn't have been relevant in the early days, but I don't know how long that horrible shit went on. So maybe in the, you know, Twitter's only been around for 15 years or so. So I don't know if he would have been relevant when that horrible shit was at its zenith. Joining us now from the Digital 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how you doing tonight? Doing all right. Getting good grades. My future's so bright. Talking about people with a sense of humor. This is coming out of Lincoln, Nebraska from the AP. Because when I think of humor and good times, I think of Lincoln, Nebraska. How about Mr. Milton Andrew Munson? I'd rather be Munson out here by myself. (laughs) He was an Air Force veteran. Mm -hmm. A pharmacist. A husband and a father. And all as and like all good corn huskers, he he was a Nebraska football fan. But it's interesting in how big of a fan he may have been was evident in the one line of his obituary because he did pass away at the age of seventy three on November the sixteenth. The obituary read, "In lieu of flowers, please place an irresponsibly large wager on Nebraska beating Iowa." Huh. So the obit was written by his sons. It ran Thursday in the Hastings Tribune, the Lincoln Journal Star reported. It caught fire on social media and captured the attention of two radio hosts. Josh Peterson, co-host of an afternoon sports talk show on KOZNAM in Oklahoma, and Jack Mitchell of KLINAM in Lincoln, both AM stations. That's probably where you only find talk mm-hmm. besides a uh, podcast. They decided to throw some money and make a bet for the Huskers to pull off an upset in Friday's game in Lincoln. But once word got out, listeners and others pitched in and the total grew to 5K. Wow. So he's a devoted fan. And uh, I think it's actually pretty funny that his, his boys did that. Now, Don... You uh, you like older things like cars, mm-hmm. World War II, mm-hmm. women. Eh. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> Boston, Boston, Boston. Like I got my Boston Scally Your hat. Your dog on. from Boston. One of the first coins minted in colonial New England, which was recently found among other coins in a candy tin. Mm-hmm be funny if it was like a Altoids 10. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Had sold at auction. Would you like to guess the price? This is one of the first coins minted in colonial New England before there was a United States of America. $53,000. You're off <laughs> by quite a ways. <laughs> 350,000 more than it was expected to get the auctioneer said Friday this one shilling silver coin made in Boston in the year 1652 is considered the finest example of just a few dozen such coins that are known to still exist what's the scrap value of that silver 
<laughs> Not 350K, I can tell you that. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm sorry. More than 350K, more than was expected. Ah. The auctioneer expected to sell it for 300,000. Wow. So, six, so now we're up to 650K. Damn. Holy fuck. Uh, I could buy a couple of houses with that. Mm -hmm. Or a really nice I'm not horse. surprised at the amount of interest of this exceptional coin and what, and, and what it attracted, according to coin specialist James Morton. The price paid, which is above estimate, reflects its extraordinary historic significance and outstanding original state of preservation. Outstanding. So, uh. to preserve something really well, you got to put it in a candy tin. Apparently. Apparently. I guess I need to put a lot of my World War II stuff in a candy tin. I got a lucky strikes tin. A little history lesson here. Before 1652, coins from England, the Netherlands, and Spanish empires, amongst other nations, were the currency used in New England. Hmm. But a shortage of coinage prompted the Massachusetts General Court to appoint John Hull as Boston Mint Master, responsible Mint for Master Mike. North America's <laughs> first silver coin. The mint considerably was considered treasonous by one King Charles II. Of course. Was shut down in 1682, bastards. according to uh, the auctioneer. Bastard-ass bastards, I tell so you. So that is... A lot of effing money. Yeah, it is. For a coin. British people like to drink. Tea. Mm. Well, they do have the pub. Lukewarm beer. Back in the back in World War II, they drank room temperature beer. Well, that's actually... Uh, Guinness should be about 45 degrees. Blech. Or warmer. Oh, I love Guinness. Good stuff. When, Not much uh, alcohol in it, though. During Operation Market Garden, when we invaded Belgium... A couple of the members of the 506 Infantry Parachute Division, as popularized from the television show Band Brothers, a couple of them landed on the old uh, Heineken roof, made their way through the skylights, and uh, helped themselves to some Heineken beer. Well, if you were said paratrooper, would you do the same? Oh, absolutely. You may die that day. You might as well have a little bit of a buzz. Mm -hmm. Dozens. Stuck in England's highest pub after a storm. <laughs> Saw that. Dozens of customers who stopped for a drink at Britain's highest altitude pub got a longer stay than they bargained for. After the building was cut off by a blizzard, 61 people woke up Monday after their third night at the Tan Hill Inn in the Yorkshire Dales. Yorkshire, sir. Which is located 270 miles or 400 and 35 kilometers north of London. They have, been a, they have been unable to leave since Friday when a late autumn storm brought snow and heavy winds that felled power cables and blocked roads. Whoops. Apparently they this, uh, shut off the power in uh, California and fucking Malibu Yep. because they're worried about high winds knocking their power lines down. All those rich people who couldn't have a real... What the fuck uh, you guys do if you lived in a hurricane area? How can exactly. my power lines stay up? They're not buried. But I digress. Well, fortunately, they did have a chance to be entertained by an Oasis cover band, Noasis, <laughs> who was also stuck in the pub since her gig on Friday night. 
Townsend said the guests were in really good spirits. Yeah, I bet they were. And I bet the spirits were all gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, They formed quite a friendship, like a big family, in the best way you could describe it. Well, you know, if I was to be stuck somewhere, I think a bar would not be a bad place. Hi, honey bear. Hi. She got a rabbit? No. Now for the last story. And it's somewhat disturbing. And then it involves squatters. And now, breaking news. It involves squatters, Las Vegas, and dismemberment. Sounds like a good time. Meth involved. (sighs) Squatters dismembered and bury a Las Vegas woman living in her home where she had died alone years earlier. Las Vegas woman was buried in her backyard this spring. Let me rephrase that. Las Vegas, I I missed an important word. A woman found buried, found is the word, buried in her backyard this spring, was a victim of squatters who dismembered her already deceased body when they decided to move in. So police discovered one eighteen-year-old Lucille Payne's remains in her backyard. Wow, that's that. There's some alliteration there. Lucille Mm -hmm. Payne's remains in her backyard on Shore Breeze Drive in April. Payne is listed as the homeowner for the property near Lake Mead and Rampart Boulevards in the northwest part of the valley. Records showed that she purchased the home in 1999. I have questions. Mm-hmm. And you see if you form the same questions. Inst- instigators. Investigators tell... They discuss that they believe Payne died in the home in the summer of 2018. What year is it? 21. 2018. What about bills and mortgages? This is what I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. Because she lived alone and had no close relatives, automatic body, withdrawal. Payne's body sat in a chair until squatters discovered it sometime earlier this year. Well, being that this is the desert and not the south, we got dry air. And with dry air, well, you get the next result. The squatters then decided to cut up her mummified body and bury it in the backyard. Along with the She's recliner, the head human waste stains on it from when she passed away oh yeah after finding her the decision was made between several people that they're going to dismember her body and bury her and basically drain her finances and sell off her belongings fraudulently because you know squatters are stand-up people well to answer your question i would say she probably was getting social security or maybe a dead husband's pension automatically deposited and then she probably had all her mortgages and taxes stuff taken care of an automatic withdrawal and since mm-hmm. she wasn't spending on entertainment and all that, she's probably had that money is building interest over the last three or four years. And so it was all coming out in the wash. Yeah, well, basically, sort of, or in the yard. Um, <laughs> and, and you are correct because there's one thing you don't think about auto pay is when people get older. Mm-hmm. Neighbors had told, uh, had discussed that the new the home appeared to be empty for years. Police said that Payne had set her bills on auto pay, raising no red flags. Yep. A tip then police a tip then there was a tip that sent the police to the home in April. She was not very buried very deeply and and the officers started to move the dirt and found her arm inside a very shallow My grave. My dog carried home a femur and two dead rabbits and I knew something yeah. was up. Well, this is why I think having the walls came into play in this valley. Otherwise coyotes would have had that shit scattered everywhere. Um Spencer said initially the police suspected that she was murdered, but evidence later showed, probably the fact that she was human jerky, uh, 
had been deceased for several years before the April discovery. Next door neighbors were able to confirm to us that they uh, I don't heard care. digging over previous couple of days and weeks. And then the squatters, they sold her car. In addition to the charges for selling items that did not belong to them, they faced charges of improper burial. I don't care how old or dead someone is. For you to be in the mind state to disassemble them. I don't want to disassemble an animal. Well, that's what I'm saying. You you got to be a sociopath or a fucking lunatic to be able to take a mummified corpse and disassemble them and bury them and go about your life. What, man? It's just like dissecting in, in med school. No. You're not in med school, dude. Yeah. People are fucking gross. People are gross. So, yeah. Needless to say, these uh, these little fuckers are in some trouble. So we will uh, keep us up to uh, date on that story. They will hopefully face, and I'm sure they won't in this day and age. You know where people can go and and do these stupid um, flash mob robbing of stores. That shit's insane. It, which is insane too, and it's like, when, when is it going to stop? But yeah, they'll they'll get their come up, and I am sure. You know, as much as I hate to say it. Do you? You know, I understand that these store owners are normal people. They don't deserve to have their shit robbed and all that. But when your entire state tries to get rid of the dumbasses who allow the shit to go on, and then you fucktards vote that person back in. You reap what you sow. Yep. And so, you get what you ask for. This concludes the evening news, and now back to the ACT Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us, and thank you for sharing us with a friend and uh, all that good stuff. And, um, yeah, so I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. It's getting late. I'm losing my voice. And so on behalf of Gordon and myself, thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you all next week. This has been a Digital 410 production. (laughs) 